This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Balls and Bovel podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us tonight on the show. We have Terence. Terence is Tier One Six One from our forum CelticRumors.co.uk, where Celtic supporters discuss all things Celtic. On today's show, we take a look at the latest news along the club, and we'll talk about today's two-one victory against Aberdeen in Pitodry. We we also take have a look at your comments from the live chat. So if there's anything you wish for us to discuss. Please let us know, and Mark and myself and Terence will do our best to get through all live chat comments. Firstly, though, off to Mark for a few shout-outs. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, thanks, everybody, for coming on and joining us. Terence is in the room. I see he's coming on later. Uh, some shout-outs to Tim Alloy, Malika, uh, AGG, Richie, uh, uh, John, United Ireland. He's loaded with the flu, the news. I hope you get well soon, John. Mike, he was meant to be coming on the night and he's uh, not feeling too good again. He's just he's always tired now. I just don't get right where this COVID is. I hope you get well soon, Mike, as well. Uh, <coughs> I, hope, I don't know if you can tell. Hopefully it sounds a wee bit better than it. We've actually got new mic- microphones to use, me, me and Paul. And that's thanks to you guys again for donations, the donations that you have made to, towards the streaming that. I've said that any money for that would be going to improve things, sir. Me and Paul bought new microphones, so we hope it kind of makes it a wee bit sound, sound a wee bit clearer. We're not actually sure ourselves about it, but hopefully everything goes all right. Here we go, Paul. I'm going to get Terence on. Oh, tr- uh, just let me do the the news there first, Mark. I'll bring him on. I'll do the news with Terence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring him on. Just sitting there anyway. Yeah. On you go. Right. Japan national football team have called have called Celtic striker Kyoto Fugahashi to the squad for the upcoming fixtures against Saudi Arabia on the 7th of October and against Australia on the 12th of October. It had been rumoured that Kyogo would not be called up to the international fold as Kyogo has been injured for Celtic since the last international break. But due to Kyogo's quick recovery, he's back playing with Celtic for the last two games and Japan have now decided to add Kyogo for the forthcoming internationals. Celtic manager Ange Postecoglou believes his Celtic rebuild will take a couple of windows, two to three at most. And said, at the moment he and the board have discussed transfer targets for the upcoming January transfer window, and he felt he he said that plans are in place, and that. They'll be only looking at targets that would fit his system. And also said that he'll be looking at the J League again in January 
and that the board and himself have plans in place and have have plans in place and it's all systems go for transfer targets already. Celtic youngster Scott Scott Robson bagged his first goal at senior level, scoring the second of Crew Alexandra's draw with Cambridge United over the weekend. The unknown Celtic midfielder already is a huge hit with fans. He has pressed the fans and he has pressed the coaching scraps since his arrival uh, in the summer of the, uh, the transfer window. And in the summer from Celtic, crew manager David Artel said that in his post-match, post-match conference yesterday that Scott is, quite, is, is a talent and is years upon his age. Carl McEnroy has joined Adrie on loan until January. Mark Enroy featured has not featured in any of Ange's squad and has decided himself to join Ian Murray's Adrie in search of first team football. Celtic received £2.5 million from Bournemouth for Ryan Christie on transfer deadline day, but new details have emerged that Celtic will receive an extra add-on of £2 million should Bournemouth gain promotion to the Premier League totaling the fee to 4.50 for a player who was in the last year of his contract. That's all for the latest news along the club. I believe Terence is with us, but Mark... I think that, he's that, That's good that if, if Bournemouth gets promoted like an extra £2 million in the bank there for a player, Mark, totaling £4.5 million who, who clearly wanted to leave. Uh, you that's, know. A good, that's a good bit of business, sir. Mm. I think it will all be as big a Bournemouth fan as Ryan Christie claimed that he was for the rest of the season then hopefully. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Terry just just looking at the news there, uh, the, the, the young lad Scott Robson is again getting brilliant reviews down in crew. Like, he, he's he's really a hot prospect coming into, if he comes back to Celtic, isn't he? Yeah, and I mean, the the game that obviously he stands out in is the one where he came in to play for, again Mm-hmm. He didn't look out of place in fairness to him. It's, you know, McGregor got there. There was obviously beat. There was, a, there was a couple of guys ahead of him, but he looks a, he looks a seriously good player. It's just, it's just trying to give a guy time in, in, the, in the field. If, if you look at it, when we were talking recently about um, Luke O'Connell, if you looked at all the guys that were in front of him, mm-hmm. and then, it's very hard because, I mean, if he comes in and he has a bad game, anything like that, all of a sudden he's he's held it out, kind of go, oh, he's not good, he's not good. But he's he's I'm delighted to see how well he's doing, doing and crew. You know what I mean? He's he's doing very very well, and it's great to see it. <laughs> and Mark, it's it was going to happen really that if Kyogo was fit, he was going to get called up to the Japan team. Kyogo himself, I think, wants to play for his country as all internationals do, but it it could be a little bit too soon for Kyogo to play two quick games in, in quick succession as well in that spate of time and all the travelling for him. I'd like to think that there came some kind of arrangement with Japan that he's not going to be playing the 90 minutes or that, Paul, but mm-hmm. as you say, players want to well, Spoke about the way we, the way Japanese attitude to everything is. I mean, they're, they're proud of their country. Mayor, get what I mean? He, he'll be what he want to play there, but hopefully, as I say, because I mean, it's not as if he was injured with a training message or that. It was a, it was a, on the park he picked it up. So it was just, mm-hmm. bad, it was bad luck really. But 
I'd have rather that he'd just been left out it, but if he goes, he goes. I'm sure he'll be fine. Hopefully. And he's actually played against uh, Tom Roderick on the 12th as well, Terence, like two Celtic players playing against you in a different continent. You would say something that Celtic fans kind of haven't experienced uh, on that side of the, the world, two Celtic players playing against each other. Yeah, so it's just, I, I'd be the same as yourselves. I'd be just praying that he does mm-hmm. that maybe 45 minutes of one and maybe 45 minutes of the other at the most because, I, I mean, it'd be nothing worse than Iogo going away and getting another knock. Or An international duty again, yeah, yeah. You, you'd, be, you'd be sickened, you know. You'd be, you, we, could, we could see the difference of when he was out, the difference of when he was back. And it's, it's, you know, it's worlds apart. If we've got a Yeti up front or we've got Kyogo up front, it's just worlds apart. And it would be, it'd be, I think it'd be one of the worst things that could happen. He went away and he got another knock and came back and he was out for another few weeks. It was just awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from, from the news, look, we, we get down to business. There was an important game today. Aberdeen won, Celtic 2. Kyogo setting the marker. Uh yeah, in, in the his second game since back from injury, scoring the opening eleven minutes into the game, Lewis Fox in equalising for 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 Aberdeen in the fifty six six minutes before Yotta stepped up, scoring the winner uh, for the visitors on the fourth miss. A win's a win, Mark. Three points is all that matters. Well, that's what but, we were all saying that before the game, Paul. Yeah. We can't, so we can't. Well, obviously we're going to moan about the performance, but really we we can't. We, all we want is the win. Get their way, but it's almost like going about, uh, going about, going about, Mark, if you're looking back to, uh, and Terence as well, yourself, uh, looking back to the Dundee United game, you know, it, it, it was a tough game, we we, we couldn't get that, that, that second goal, and we slugged, and we, we puffed, and we think, but they, they got the second goal, Terence, but it's, it's not playing sane at the moment for Celtic, is it? No, it's, it's not, Mark. Or, or Paul, but at the same time, sometimes you have to win ugly. Mm-hmm. Celtic had two shots on target today, and there were two goals. Two goals. Mm-hmm. We hit however many shots and against Dundee off post. Sometimes you just have to win ugly. You know what I mean? And once Celtic get the three points today, that's all that matters. It, it really, it really didn't matter whether it was fancy or whether it wasn't fancy. Mm-hmm. In six weeks' time, nobody's going to say I made we play garbage against Aberdeen, but we still won. I mean, yeah. If there is international break, it'll be forgot about really how bad we played. Mm-hmm. Just looking at some of the stats there, like, like Terence says, there are like total shots and goal. Uh, Aberdeen had 11, Celtic had 8, but the ones that counted was uh, Aberdeen had 5 in targets, Celtic had 2 in targets, uh, Aberdeen their keeper Woods actually made no saves. Hart made four saves. So the one goal that they scored, uh, the other four uh, was saved by Hart. Possession-wise, 37 uh, for Aberdeen, 63% for, for Celtic. We're still holding possession, Mark. But no. Well, stats, my question. While you're talking about the stats, look at the mm-hmm. fouls. Mm-hmm. 62% possession and they gave away 27 fouls. That works out about a foul every three minutes or something like that. That referee, I mean, that referee performance today was absolutely abysmal. It was, it was shocking. Every mm-hmm. niggly 
touch against an Aberdeen player. It's, 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 it's like, it's like, it's like trying to offset the offload of the game, right. like, or something. We weren't allowed to build up any, any rhythm or any tempo, because every time there was an Aberdeen player near us, there was any kind of contact, and it was being fouls. It was an absolute, um, one of, that the day was one of the worst refereeing performances I've seen in a long time. And you know what, yeah. opinion on it, I'm not going in for all this conspiracy stuff and that, but that the day, there was something, there was something far, far wrong with that performance day, that would go be mad in the day. Even today, Paul, sorry, it's like Mark saying, if you watch the amount of times he blew for Jota, with the challenge with their right back, I mean, Jota must have, every time Jota went in for a ball with the right back, he, he penalised him, every single time, he must have given... I was surprised Jota didn't get a card because he must have felt, he must have given ten free kicks against him, like in continuously, and you could see the Aberdeen fella looking to get him booked, like, and none of them were anything that you'd consider like any, you know, it was just a coming together most times or challenging for the ball, but it, 50 50 kind of a thing, yeah. Well, even fifty fifty, it was just a normal challenge, but it, your man was going down very easily, like, and every time, every time there was a chance for Bobby Madden to blow for a free kick, he blew, like, it was. It was unbelievable. And I saw it as well. Yeah, twenty-seven fouls. Like that's unbelievable. It just makes the the game just start and stop and start and stop. And it's uh, not you've not got a chance to build up any rhythm. And that's mm-hmm. I've not I've noticed that a few times in recent recent games. It seems to be a kind of, I've not seen a tactic, but it just seems to be a kind of thing that just all these wee niggly fouls that are given against us. And the exact same kind of challenges against us go go. There's nothing done about them. The Libby. Another one exactly the same, Mark. The Livingston game was nearly pitch up. Literally every two seconds there was a player down for a free kick for very little. Very, very little. And as you said, it doesn't go the other way around. And there's tackles. Do you think maybe they're trying to, like, we're just throwing it out there, like, because like, we all know that the, the refereeing in Scotland is bad and we, we, we constantly say that a lot of them favour favor one team. Like, do you think maybe Terence, because of Angie's system, how, how fast we are, that they're actually trying to slow us down, do you think, by these niggling free kicks and breaking up play like that? Possibly, but I, I think as well sometimes, Paul, they just know they can get away with it. You know, in the back of your mind, you kind of want, like, some of the challenges on the Celtic players that I've seen, some of them have been, you know, you're looking at it kind of going, how is that not a car? At least a yellow car. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas sometimes the referees, like, they, he booked, he booked, was it Turnbull or something? And it was for nothing, like, Mm-hmm. Said, oh, there's loads of fouls going on you're going to be the one who's getting the card there's none just moving on uh, we, we could talk about refs all day we, we do numerous shows that Terence there's nothing going to change no, it it is. I mean it's going to be we, we could talk about the standards referee on a whole show by itself Like, and I don't want I just want tonight to be mostly about Celtic and uh, I think the big question Today, if I'm looking at the starting lineup, Mark was the inclusion of of, of me Bizar, but it wasn't in defence. It was in his more natural position, the holding midfielder that 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 Bison is. How, how do you think Bison played, Mark, when he came on? I thought he done well. We were kind of, well. I messaged you as soon as the team came out for me. We were a bit surprised he was in it, but that's said to you. When did Bison ever really let us down when he was playing that holding midfield role? And, that is, and he hasn't really got the chance either, Mark, oh, to play. Like, when was the last, when, see, before the day, when was the last time your beat on was played as a, a, a defensive midfielder? The holding. A, mm-hmm. It's a long, long time, do you know what I mean? Did they play them 
I actually forgot that he was a midfielder. Was it <laughs> was it I mean, when was the, when who was it that actually moved him back into the centre back? I was actually thinking that today, I'm just, I'm and I think it was under Blendon Rogers. Was it? I was going to see it was the first time Neil Lennon was here. I thought maybe, but it, I mean, I thought he played a good game. He done well today. And I think it was a it was a good move by Ange. Obviously, McCarthy's no up to speed, and Soros kind of just I don't know, just needing to a wee bit more coaching to you know, make him a better player. So I think it was a a good a good idea for Ange, and I think it worked. Terence, you know how critical we've been of of Beaton lately, and Rightly so, because no fault to Beaton, he's playing a position that he he's not natural to. Like Beaton likes to have the play behind him, you know, players behind him. How, how do you think Beaton did to Terrence? I thought, I thought he had a fine game, and the the one thing that it it looked like it today for me is it it kind of brought a bit of a structure to the midfield. Mm-hmm. You knew Beaton was going to sit, and he was going to sit in front of the the the, the defence. And, and and it allowed then McGregor to push further forward and Turnbull had probably the better, best game I've seen him play this season. Not his cracking game. Again, he's further forward probably in a role he's more comfortable with. He's not he's not asked to maybe make as many tackles as he was beforehand. To me, I thought I thought Beaton had a fine game. He you know what he can do. He's gonna gonna sit in front of him, he can pass, he can he can make a tackle out there and at least if he fouls it's not too bad as opposed to centre half your 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 heart's in your mouth. But I I thought he, he had a really good game and I and I, I thought when I saw it today it was great that it was a, a genuine hold in midfielder. We weren't taken away from Callum McGregor who I think is much better further forward. So I, I was delighted to see Beaton and I thought for the, the time he was on the pitch I thought he had a solid enough game to be fair. Looking at the opposite side of course our former captain uh, Scott Brown was in the Aberdeen team today. Looking at Scott Brown's performance turns do do Celtic miss Scott Brown or uh, have we moved on or do we still kind of need that, that Scott Brown? No, no. We've, look, Scott Brown will always be Celtic legend, there's no question about that, but time waits for no man, you know, and I mean, we, we, we've we moved on. Um, I mean, Brown was, Brown was okay today, he did, he, he does what Scott Brown does, but you can, you can see that he's, you know, that bit slower, that bit older. I, I don't, Scott Brown wouldn't, my opinion, be able to play the way Ange wants to play. Um, so look, I, I think you have to move on. You know what I mean? I think we've we've got young guys. So if McCarthy gets up to speed, hopefully there's better guide in the training and sorrow. No, look, Brown Brown was brilliant for Celtic when he was there, but his time has come and gone. You know, and best wishes to the guy and hope he does well as Aberdeen. But no, I didn't, not, I didn't think he played that well today, Bonnie Scott Brown. But I've, I've said it before about the lad, and I'll say it again. We should break the Scottish transfer record for that Lewis Ferguson. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely should. Oh, he likes to score against uh, Celtic. I think is it Celtic the most? Is the team he scored the most goals against as well, Terence? I think I was reading that today. That he lo- he always kind of scores against Celtic. Like we're seeing a different. Anytime I I see Aberdeen play against Celtic, I see a different Ferguson. You know, I see like moving box to box and and stuff like that. You know, he's a player that said they really should have have went for. Oh, they they should. And I I I said it numerous times on the forum on the forum, and I said it numerous times probably any time we've been on here. I'd love to see Lewis Ferguson at Celtic. I think he'd be a fantastic addition. I mean, he's a he's a he's a big tough unit, and he can tackle and he can play. 
you know, he, he, he can see a pass. He's not, he's, not, uh, he's not scared to mix it. That's one thing for sure. He'd have no problem getting stuck in and flying into tackles. And I'd love to see him. He's got so many qualities that you'd love to see him. And I think he'd, I think he'd flourish big time if he was a Celtic. I really would. Matt, you think maybe that, that ship is kind of sailed now? That there's, there's, there's going to be teams down so, you know, maybe having a look at Ferguson that Celtic kind of missed their chance this season? No, I don't think so. I mean, as I said before, from what I've heard in that, he's actually prefer to move down south, but you've got, we've got to go and at least ask the question, Paul, really, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Can he just mm-hmm. no even try? At least put your name in there uh, and, and yeah. find out what's he, what's he going for. Like, but did he, uh, as you know, Mark, like, I, I, I was doing, doing, doing work in the whole state, but I was listening to the, the, the commentary and, and stuff like that. Did, did, did he boss the midfield like he did last season with us? Did he control the game, Ferguson? Or how did Bissan and, and McGuire get um, on with him uh, again, no, in, in this game? I wouldn't say he lost the game. I wouldn't go that far. But it, I mean, it, it was well, that Samuels. I thought he had a good game for Aberdeen as well. But I, I, for Ferguson, was probably, between the two, it would have been Aberdeen's best players, probably. Samuels and Ferguson. But I wouldn't say he bossed the midfield. <laughs> Again, just like look, I, said, I don't think Scott Brown. I don't think Scott Brown really done much to, much in the game. I mean, don't get well, he nearly scored. That was one thing he nearly. He nearly that was a header, wasn't it? Jesus, fairness, man. Jesus, like I actually saw that when I was watching the game. I actually uh, saw the header. I was going, of all people, love to score. And I was like wondering how would he, how how would he have celebrated like with Scott like, Brown? Apart from that, know? apart from that, I can't really remember. Uh, Brown doing much in the game. Uh, he, he, no, he was playing more long passes than anything Brown. He was trying to play the wings. But I, I think I thought Brown been there was taken away from Ferguson. I thought second half Ferguson had a very good game. He was quiet now in fairness in the first half. Ferguson came into it a lot more in the second half. But I, I do think Scott Brown, kind of Ferguson has, has had to push out to the side a little bit. And I think it, he's more he's better in the middle, Ferguson. But he kind of came into it more in the second half. Ferguson. <laughs> What's happening there, man? Coughing up my lungs. <laughs> then he's dying. He's on his way. Sorry, lads. Call the tag there, the dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck, 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 Sorry, lads. Just looking at the opposite side. I was looking at the stats there, Terence. Uh, Aberdeen had five shots. They scored one. Hart made four saves. Uh, are, are, are we seeing the benefits of having a more experienced keeper in the team now that, that our keeper's actually making saves, keeping us in the game? Oh, listen, that goes, that goes without saying. I mean, I mean Joe Hart's Joe Hart saves in numerous games this season, even ones that Celtic have lost. He's shown his class, like you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 gives you, he gives you confidence when you're watching the game that if someone is kind of half through, you're kind of going, "Come on, it's a good chance Hart's going to stop this." Like, whereas before you'd be just like, "Okay, that's a goal," even before a shot's taken. Like, you know, he he provides, you know, he's 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 quality. You know what I mean? And we're lucky that Celtic he's at Celtic. And he's a good he's a good shot stopper. His whole game is his whole game is very solid for me. You know, I mean, it's great to see him in the Celtic colours. And 
again, he... I think he could have well, been better at the goal right enough. Was there not maybe maybe that was kind of two of them? Was it Montgomery and Hart there? I thought there for that goal or what, Mark? What was it? Well, as we say, it's a poor ball, but at least the players on the, on the post. That was the main thing that I noticed, but why we put why it was Montgomery? Some, I think somebody said on the live chat. Imagine that was that skills at six foot four standing there marking that post. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Montgomery did he jumped to try and get it, but I just don't think he did the height or the, 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 the spring in his jump to actually get to it. But I th- and I think Hart expected Montgomery to get to it. But once he hit it, was a, it looked a bit silly. You know what I mean? Again, another kind of silly goal we can see that. But after the after that after they scored, Mark. Then after Aberdeen scored, like who was on top? Were Aberdeen the more likely team to score than than Celtic, or was it kind of fifty fifty? Because I'm reading that Celtic weren't really in the game. Is, is what I'm hearing. It was just a bit. Was it just a, a bit lackluster? I mean, we were still we were. I mean, we were still trying and things like that, but we just didn't seem to be getting anywhere for for long spells in the second half. It was, Again, we keep saying it, we've got back to a kind of Lennon type of performance, just three passes to the side, and just, again, back to just, I had lackluster, that's the, that's the word I'd use for it. I was just thinking about that, because like, when I asked you about the game and, and how it went, because I said I was looking at the form and people were kind of giving out performance and stuff like that, and one thing that I could maybe think of is why we're kind of playing like that last season in, in some games, uh, as well, Terence says, do you think maybe the team isn't up, isn't fit enough yet to play Angeval for 90 minutes, and that's why we reverted maybe the players themselves go back that way, Mark, because they don't have the, the level of fitness for 90 minutes to, 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 to play like Angeval? No, I don't think so, Paul. I don't think it's doing any fitness. I just, I, I mean, Oh, they're so used to doing playing that way, Mark, well, for so many years. I know it will be, but again, I mean, for me, see when Aberdeen get the equaliser, they parked the bus again. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, see, I, I just, you could see it on the part. There was a few times Celtic were pushing forward. You could actually see like the five, five at the back and the four in midfield, and they were just sitting there waiting. And again, it's just it's up to Celtic to grind that down. We need to find ways to get through these teams that are going to do that. Mm-hmm. See when we went one nothing up, we were, we, we were playing well and we should have probably killed the game off even before before they even had a chance to equalise, but just again, we just this wee spark that we're needing, we just seem to be missing it. So, I, I mean, Kyogo obviously is fit enough to be playing him. He lasted the 90 minutes, didn't he? But I don't think he's just quite as just sharp. Fully fit, uh, yeah. Just a bit of sharpness that he showed us before even. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. talking to Mikey on the phone the other day. We were talking about the, the European game against Leverkusen. There's a chance Kyogo had in the first couple of minutes. See, a few weeks ago before his injury, Leo. Kyogo would Put have been that away, yeah. and would have been one nothing up. Mm-hmm. <coughs> we would always come complaining, saying um, that Tom and, and, and Roger couldn't play with each other, but when Roger came on for Tony, he actually changed the game to the Roger when he came on with his passing, he was able to open up these passes. Like it's clear to show that playing two of them at the same time doesn't work, doesn't Yeah, I mean it was it was a fantastic pass for and a great run by Montgomery. In fairness, he squared it, he didn't he didn't even think about shooting and it was a tapping for Jota. But 
Yeah, look, I think today it certainly proved that playing the two lads, Rogic and, and Turnbull, together is is a no-no because I I, tend, I thought the balance of Peter and, and Turnbull was excellent. And yeah, look, maybe when teams are tiring like they were today, Aberdeen clearly would have been tiring that Rogic is, you can bring on your Rogic for the 20 minutes and give him a chance to create a bit more and he's further forward because he, he's not, as we've all said, he's not a guy who's going to be putting in tackles. Mm-hmm. Would, teams, are, teams are tiring that little bit. He, he's got the eye for the pass and you know, as, as he did today, he played a, a, a cracker in for Montgomery to release him in. And, and It was like vintage Roderick uh, when he just turned back the other direction with the ball and, and put that ball uh, to Montgomery, Terence Fontes. You know? it, it was perfect. It was, it was, it was, it was exactly ball. It was perfect, obviously. And he laid it on the for him and then he squared it and it was a lovely tapping. And that's brilliant. But it's ideal to bring him off the bench for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever it was. But regard, you just couldn't, you just can't, after today, it just proved the point that you can't start the two. You just can't start the two for me. Between the two of them, Mark, who, who, who would you have uh, maybe started going on their performances today? Like, did Logic did actually change the game when he came on or did Thornberry play, play well Thornberry. that Logic wasn't next to him? I thought Thornberry had a decent enough game. I thought he, I, I wouldn't say he was one of his better performances. I always say about Rogic's faults, like peaks and troughs. He's always either brilliant or basically non existent, doesn't he do much? But I thought overall he did a pretty no bad performance, going to what we've seen the last few weeks. But I, it seems to, it's his decision making at final boys. Sometimes he's, it's a, a bit like Christie. Do you get what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. Sometimes takes a shot when it'd be better maybe just a pass slide, on, yeah. I slide a pass through and things like that. But I mean, he's still young. We spoke about it before. He's actually not played that many games for his age compared to like other players, even in Scotland. So it's a hard. I mean, they definitely can't play in the same midfield either. Or I don't. It's just for me. For me, I, I, I don't even. I'd even. I'd even say they're maybe at the same level, Paul. Mm-hmm. It's a hard pick. But see, for me, it's definitely it's either or. You can't start with two of them against anybody. And who was in the... Was it Bison Saw who replaced uh, Roderick and, and he slid back? And was it McGregor then that pushed up a bit more, Mark? Was that the formation uh, of, of it? McGregor pushed up a bit for me. <coughs> and he's been playing, obviously, for the last months of that. But it, was a, it did seem a better dynamic. Did you... Rogic and Turnbull are just too, they're too similar, they're always trying to find it, they're trying to find the same bit of space on the park kind of thing because they're that similar types of players, but when you've got like Beko and McGregor and Rogic or, or Turnbull, it's like you've got three different types of players, do you get what I mean, there's a mix mm-hmm. of players there, rather than the players that are that similar, they're kind of cancelling each other out. Mm-hmm. But why... I can't understand, like, it's like as I said, they're like a, a win's a win, and the way you're explaining it, like, we, we want totally out of the game. I mean, when I was reading stuff there on on Twitter and stuff like that, a lot of Celtic fans were saying that they were poor, that they, 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 they weren't playing well, they were lucky to get there. Aberdeen should have won the game. Was it like that, Terence, that Aberdeen should have won the game? I wouldn't. How can, how can it be like that? Celtic had 63% possession. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're- the park 
I mean, the problem I have with that, Paul, is, and in fairness, United Ireland put up the put up on the forum as well that guys are given out when they don't grind out a result against Dundee United. Guys are given out when they win against Aberdeen and they grind out a result because it wasn't a good performance. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean you can, we can't have it any everywhere. Like. Mm-hmm. So well, that's the best. That's the point for me. That's the, the best thing to win. Like is when you're not playing well and you're still grinding out these results. Parents, do you know what I mean? You know? Well, then someone was saying to me, and I said, it's like when you were a young guy and you went to the nightclub. You mightn't have pulled the best looking bird there, but if you pulled the bird and you scored, you were still happy, like. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go? Like. with them, I tell you, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we know what it's like, Celtic fans. I just spoke out there that I'm never happy. They'll just moan about anything they've got. Anything that they can moan about, they'll moan about. They're always looking for the negatives. You see it on the forum. You, you, I mean, you, can, you see posts coming out in the forum. And see as soon as you see whose name it is, you know that it's going to be negative. You know that there's, there's guys on that forum very, very rarely post anything positive about Celtic. Mm-hmm. Live mm-hmm. chats with day. It's all the usual, all the lads are in there, all the usual suspects. And if we're winning two or three nothing, it's just us and we end up just sitting there talking a lot of rubbish and a laugh and a carry on and a joke. You see the minute things are going their way, the viewing figures go up and it's all I'm just everybody in for a moan, a moan, a moan. But they're never there. We never come on the live chat when we're comfortably winning and say, oh, we're playing well just to join in a bit of the crack and that. <laughs> and was there anyone today, Mark, that looked out of place maybe down morning down when was there anyone who, who, who struggled in this game? Alston. Ralston, I thought Ralston had another poor game as well. He's just, he seems to just kind of be going back to the Ralston that we spoke about before. He'd his up, his up time or whatever you want to call it. He's going to just be really impressing us. But uh, young Montgomery again, I think he's having a bit of a tough time adjusting. But I mean, he was a winger, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So they're asking a young lad to play a position as well a bit. I mean, well, he's, the OG the other night. The, the goal of the day it's just had a couple of it's like high profile mistakes I think maybe it would be, well again the injuries and things like that were maybe for hands being forced but the scales here I think it's time for uh, Montgomery to get <coughs> yeah. and give scales a chance just take the just to see off. like what well, yeah. even to protect Montgomery and take him out the limelight you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's just talk about it's all part of bringing on young players and progressing them well if a guy's had a couple of high-profile mistakes in a couple of games and he's only a young boy, take him out the team, just let him get settled back. It just, you know what I mean? Come put a wee, ar- a wee cuddle, a cuddling arm around him. Just say, so I think we saw the best out of Montgomery, Mark, when he came on for the last 20 minutes of a game or stuff like that, you know, but it's a big ask ask a long lad to play, as, as you said, maybe out of position, like, for, for, for 90 minutes and and, and starting the game as well, it, there's a lot of pressure on the young lad as well. And if he is making profile mistakes, Mark, it's, it's time for Ange to go right. I'm going to maybe throw scales in here, just take a bit of pressure off you. Um, oh, that's it. Just take him out the limelight and let him get, set, get settled back in. He's in kind of rhythm. He's in you kind of happy place, if you want to call it that, and then give him another. I mean, I'm not writing the lad off or anything. I'm not meaning anything at all like that. I'm just saying that this time for me would be best if he get took out the limelight a bit. Mm-hmm. Tell us what Marcus said there about, about Radisson. I think 
is, is it game time maybe that Manus really hasn't been up his best since he came back from this injury with COVID? No, but I, I think as well, Paul, there are, he's I'm asking so much mm-hmm. of the it's unbelievable like think to this inverted full back role that he wants now. I don't particularly like it, but he knows he's gonna stick it. But there, he's asking so much of these guys to go into the middle of midfield and play. And as soon as they lose the ball, there's no cover. No. And they've got it the ball's played into their into the into their area and all of a sudden everyone's going, There's no right back, there's no left back. And it's oh, it's Ralston's fault or it's Montgomery's fault or we're, whoever. We're, we're wide open like Aren't you? You're, you're wide open. I think as well, it's it's um it leaves the two boys at centre back to the boys as well because literally we we go forward and we leave two defenders back. That's all we have, two defenders. And in any of the games we've played, if you watch the the Livingston game, there was no after when you fall in and you make the blind side of Welsh and scored. There was again the second goal the other night. I know we're not going into too much detail, but the Leverkusen goal. When Ralston lost the field, where was the ball passed? Straight into where mm-hmm. the centre half has to come out to cover and the ball was just square back past him over to the other side of the field where there was no left back either and the man taps it in. So I mean you know you're asking you're asking guys to do something that they're probably not overly comfortable doing like I mean Ralston is a right back for a reason. If he wanted to be a centre midfield, I imagine he'd try and be centre midfield. You know, I just think when they lose possession, there's over there for them. And I think I think it, it stands out then and it makes them I don't know, it makes them makes Gabe Coats a bit to be honest with you. Yeah, Mark, what's your thoughts on that actually? Just the news there, Rob Rob on the live chat saying the players will take time to get to the required level of fitness and also get used to how to play that system. Need to press as a team and cut down and misplaced passes for us to work. That's the, that's a good he's a missed amount of silly wee misplaced passes that mm-hmm. just kind of snowball into causing his problems. I mean, there was times a day, Terence, you know yourself, that we brought pressure on ourselves trying to pass it about the back and things like that. Silly, wee, the pa- silly wee misplaced passes and the next thing we're under pressure right away with it. Well, well, clearly, clearly, they've obviously been told, do not, do not play the ball down the line. They've clearly been told that because you watch Starfields and you watch Cameron Vickers and 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 any any of the last games, the one during the week, the European game, and tonight, and like they can be on their own line and they'll pass it square across the box. Mm. They, they, it's like it's like they're saying, if I play this down the line continuously, he's going to just take me off and put on someone else in my position. And you can see that you can see I can. It looks to me that they're not very comfortable doing this. Obviously, mm-hmm. Starfield, Vickers, like I mean, my God, especially on Thursday night, there was. It was inches from being intercepted on a couple of occasions. Inches. And I just, I don't know, I just I just think there's a time and a place where you just need to clear the ball. You just need to clear the ball, you know. Um, but it's obviously the way Ange wants to play. It's high-risk high football, and that's what he wants them to do. Pass it, pass it, pass it. I, I've never seen Celtic in my life make so many passes inside their own box. It's unbelievable to watch it, you know. And there's, it is, there's, there's, there's no explanation for doing it. As you're saying, uh, Terence, it's just it's baffling why you into it. You see, we're going on about Angie's system and how he plays, but I don't know why who, why he comes up with this kind of system, as you're saying. We're passing it between the goalkeeper and the two centre-backs. 
and we're 18 yard folks. Yeah, and it, as Kerry said, it's, it's high risk, like, it's oh, high when, when, when the players themselves aren't comfortable either, Mark, doing you're, it, like. You're inviting, your, you're inviting pressure onto yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark, what's your thoughts on this inverted fullbacks, like, going into the middle of the field, as Terence said, they're like, we're wide open, like, when, when we lose it, like, you know. Are you in favour of that? No, I actually don't know what it's meant to achieve. Yeah. I know you spoke about it before and things like that, but it's still, for me, it's just... The way it works, that the centre-backs get us. We say Montgomery and, and Ralston are practically in the... kind of going to be our two midfielders. Uh, Do you know what I mean? You know, so that's, that's letting McGregor uh, maybe beat on our, our tournament to push up even higher. I mean, and then they place the pass then to McGregor, and McGregor kind of moves it out then to the, the wings, and then they get in the box. But like, like he said, there, like if 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 we're going to be doing misplaced passes in the in the centre circle where we say Montgomery or Ralston have it, like, and that's intercepted, the chances are like we're not getting back. These players aren't getting back because. Aberdeen or whoever you are, you're playing are on the counter attack already. And by the time you get back, it's going to be nearly five against three, Terence, or maybe, do you know? You, you, you say, like, you're wide open when it doesn't work, you know? In situations like that, Paul, you can have anything. If you, if they, when Celtic lose the ball in that situation, they can have seven men in front, seven men in front of the ball. Yeah. And they've got like two, they've got maybe two or two defenders, maybe, and maybe one more. Like, it's, it's suicide football at times. It's like, it's just like, because if, once the ball is lost, all the Celtic players are gone ahead of the ball. Mm-hmm. They've all faced back. The opposition are already screaming forward. And the, the higher the caliber of the opposition, the more likely the result is. You can go, you can go through all the games. The, the race, this game, the third goal was the same thing. They lost it in the field. They played it out to the right. Go right, not roll right back. And he but played he, it. Uh, what you're saying there, Tens, as well there, that uh, in the Lev Kuzin game, you could see, as you said, against quality opposition, how the ad system is exposed to to creating chances. You know, to get chances created against you. Going to get exposed, and I said, Betty's done it. <clears throat> I mean, with the greatest respect, Livingston done it for their goal. I, I, I under, I, I appreciate what Ange is trying to do, but I would love to see if they wanted to do that. I don't understand, and maybe someone could explain it to me. Why he just doesn't go with wing backs and three centre backs and have a fellow who's sitting there. just sit here. Don't go past the half a line. Just sit here. And let the full backs go where they want to. But I, I, I just I, I don't understand what he's trying to achieve. But that would be the normal kind of pose like to, to play terms when you're what you said there, go three to back and have your wing backs then like that would be kind of a the natural thing to do, but like is this a, a new formation that Ange has has done? You know, he walked in Asia. Is the is the Asian football actually so fast now that than Scottish football? Is that's why he walked in these continents? Do you think? I, I, he he obviously he obviously looks at it as, as having a way of trying to dominate maybe the midfield, and he feels if he dominates the midfield, he's going to win more games than he's not. I, I I don't know, maybe maybe it is something to do with maybe a quicker pace, but the problem is where Celtic play, and especially <clears throat> they play against a much higher quality. 
mm-hmm. they get picked off and picked. Like Celtic, as long as they continue to play with this inverted system, will concede goals. And it's going to be nearly like, I always say, Newcastle of old, kind of, this nonsense of, well, if he scored two, we'll score four. It's, it's not always going to happen. I, I just think it leaves the whole defence massively exposed by playing. Because when it happens, you leave Starfield and Cameron Vickers or whoever it is, they're two centre-backs by themselves. And I just think it's massively unfair because everyone has to hear back and the likelihood is returning to get back and most opposition with the first pass, it's true to the space that are let into the left-back position or the right-back position where both have been vacated. And mm-hmm. I just, not fair that guys are getting hammered when there's no cover for them. No. It's guys. like I don't, <clears throat> going back to the same, they're like the two centre-backs, Vickers and, uh, and, and Stafford. Like, since Ange came in, I can't count to many times I actually saw Starfelt actually out on the left or, or Vickers or whoever was, was it Welsh before Vickers came in was out on the right. Like, they're kind of playing two roles as well, aren't they? Like, the centre-backs are kind of playing right, really right need, back need, one day, right, do you? I need to cover the full-back position. Yeah. You know, we talk about Angie's system, right? And the players to play system. Surely, if he sees this the way he's playing the new is he working, he should change it, tweak it, tweak his system a bit, even even if the players will go, gets up to speed and able to, co- able to cope with it, or to get players in that can do it. But this inverted fullback thing, you know, it's no, it's no working for me, you know, it's really an awful. Mm. Um, just reading Rab there again, um, I was at the Leverkusen game, and loads of the fans were giving the player a stick for playing the ball sideways and backwards. Or pass the through the back. Uh, they don't realise that there's no pass on, so they so that's when they do it, or they're doing it to keep possession and try to create openings. Do you think maybe that's why they're doing it, Mark? That there's no pass on, and that's why they're. Oh, I think you know, lo- no, I think a lot of the time it is because there isn't a pass on. You you can see them looking about and seeing. We can see ourselves watching the game that there isn't like that much movement about them then. Like, I mean, we're talking about the defenders. It's not you're not expecting them to be sliding past, like slide drill passes through to Kyogo and things like that. They're looking to pass into the midfield, where the midfielders should be doing their work. There just seems to be a lot of the times there's a bit. Of, I don't know if it's lack of communication or what, but I know what Rob's saying there. It just seems to be well, they're not pass forward, so we'll just keep possession between us as the new, and then the, the way that they do that, they're hoping that they draw the opposition. Bit, bit more than that, but just bring, bring the opposition up a bit more. Uh, Right now, 
you know, you could say that the loop is, is, is a whole loop. Marcy wasn't playing last season. Young Montgomery wasn't playing last season. When Yanovich comes in, he wasn't there last season. But the same mistakes are there. Set pieces seems to be a downfall for Celtic Football Club. Over the years, Mark, we're going back to the Brendan Rodgers era here, Mark, we want comfortable with corners or, or anything like that. Like, is, is, is there something seriously wrong at Celtic's training ground that, that we don't do stuff like this? Or, you know? I think they'll be working on them, Paul, but it's just, I mean, well, there was talking about like Montgomery being on the front post today. If that had been Liam Scales at six foot four, or even, I mean, imagine Christopher Ayer was on the, to, give a, to me it was down to Montgomery's height that he couldn't get the ball. So I'd, that's, I mean, to me that's a bit of a basic error, Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a smaller guy, a smaller guy on the, you're wanting a bit of height on your post if you're putting him there. But, eh, uh, it's something again, but, but I don't think we've got, I get, well, Carl, I mean, Carter Vickers, he's a big, big unit of Aladdin in that, but we just don't seem to have, like, an aerial presence in the, when it comes to defending set pieces, we've not got, like, a big ball winning centre half that's just going to attack the ball, and doesn't care if it goes into Rose Ed or wherever it goes, as long as it doesn't end up in the back of the net, we just don't seem to have somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing... You know, to bring it up, but I'm I'm seeing the opposite now. In uh, in Shane Duffy, I I watched the the, the Brighton game over the weekend. I saw Hoyce, but Shane Duffy looks like a totally different player. Mark down down. So whatever went wrong last season at Celtic, Shane Duffy's back to his best. He's winning these headers, Mark. That that we were expecting him to win with us uh, last season. Like sometimes it doesn't work out, but. That's the kind of defender we we need, Mark. We need someone to be physical. That's going to to win. But at, at the moment, we kind of don't have it. Like you know, there's no unless now if Scales gets a run, he's right, Mark. He could be the one that could maybe take on that role. But I just think our defence is a bit soft. Mm-hmm. There's no really, as I say, just a just a big ball winning, old fashioned centre half. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get, I mean, don't get. Worth their weight in gold, I suppose, as much as a like an old-fashioned centre forward does these days in the market. But there's players out there that are good enough to do that kind of job for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Just, as I say, just a big, tough guy that's not going to be bullied or pushed about in the box and things like that. Mm-hmm. Who came on, Mark? Uh, I know Roger came on. He changed the game. Uh, did it? Did it? Did, um, did, we, did we actually slow down when he yes he came on like we saw in previous games or he done it's, to be fair yeah, he, done a, he did do a bit of running about but that was a bit basic that was really hard Paul he, he ran about and chased the ball and things like that but he still I didn't really offer much when he came on and is our what, is the bench still Really like Mark that we saw the likes of McGregor and Kyogre coming back. Now, why? Why can't suddenly why didn't Jacko come on? Or is he still not fit enough to come on? Or seems to be a big puzzle there. Like, do you know what I mean? Isn't it? But I thought the I thought the bench. I thought the team and the bench was pretty well balanced today, Paul. For the first time in a, like a wee while, with a couple of defenders there, with Soro McCarthy there, with Getty and Jacko there. Although Jacko didn't go on, but just even the personnel it shows you. There was a wee bit better balance than we've seen the last couple of weeks. And then when you think we've still got like, say, James Forrest and that to come back as well. 
Ja, dann mhm. Abada, Abada dabei. Wenn ich eigentlich Abada da wäre, ich würde geben mir die, das wäre wieder voll. He seems to be the last couple of games, especially Mark, like since he came back from injury, he seems to be kind of not in the games as as much as he was when he when he, when he first came in. He doesn't seem to be kind of rolling down the lines anymore, right? So he doesn't Abada. No, you know? I mean, I've, I've been raving about him because he signed him. I really, really, really impressed me. But I think Yota's having a better impact in the team than mm-hmm. Abada has. So Yasha seems to, uh, I saw the goal, Karen, uh, Yasha seems to be getting into the positions that maybe we saw bar, bad again. He cut the bar as well, Paul, a cracker, man. Yeah. There's been some goal of that, wouldn't it? But the question is, so with, with, with Yasha, we, we've seen the impact he's having, like, should the board now, Mark, maybe go to Benfica, there's the six million we want him, you know? Uh, I reckon so. But, but saying that as well, it doesn't, doesn't make much difference. Come, well, we think it come end of the season if we want to stay, because that's still a big part of the deal, yeah. even though Celtic's got an agreement with Portland. It's still up to Gasser. He's still got to agree to it. But um, mm-hmm. with what I've seen from him, the first few games I said to you, Paul, that I thought like, his final ball was a bit dodgy and things like that. But uh, nah, really, the new, I think he's a cracking player. I'd be, I'd be really disappointed if Celtic if Celtic didn't take up the option next year. Just we have seen him just in a couple of weeks. He's really Terence kind of surprised us all in the Yasser since he's came in. How how comfortable he is as well. It's kind of the same kind of entry that Dalabada made when when he came into. But it seems to be the opposite. Now Abada's kind of gone back a bit, and Yasser's kind of maybe taking the centre role in the wings. Yeah, and in fairness, Yata Yata puts in a shift most times you see him. I mean, he's he's a he's a real tricky winger. I mean, uh, you, like when some of the inf- information came out before he was coming in, saying he's not he he doesn't work back. He's not a he's not a great cross mm-hmm. the ball. A lot of that doesn't seem to be very accurate because uh, any time I've seen him, he seems to he's, his work rate seems to be high. I mean, he's provided he's provided goals, he's been assisted in goals. He's 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 a cracker, cracking shot in him. I mean, the goal today, he makes a great run for the goal. He makes a run for the goal to get himself in there. He's not worried about, today, certainly today, he wasn't worried about throwing himself in there to, to, to win that ball. So, like, well, like what Mark said there, I mean, I'd I'd love, obviously, if the guy himself would like to stay, then Celtic should certainly pay, pay the six million for him because, I mean, he offers, he offers, he offers a lot to me, you know what I mean? He really does. And I think he's only just going to get better with time. Mark, do you think the international break is coming a good time for Celtic now that maybe Ange can regroup and all the new signings properly again and get back to the training ground with the, the players who have been there, who, who are going to be there? Uh, I think we're going to see Tomball and McGregor kind of going into the scout team. We're going to have uh, Kyogo's going to be gone. I don't know about Jack, would he be called up or anything like that? But there's going to be a going big squad still there for him. Real, you know? There'd be, there'd be a big squad, Mark, for, for Ange to be walking with the, with the players back. It's a, it's a chance for the players to impress them as well, Paul. Probably maybe players that don't use... You know what I mean? Like younger players that are maybe on the fringe of things that don't...
make the kind of numbers up and somebody will catch his eye. The thing about international breaks is that the players are actually away because we think, well, it's a good thing because it gives hands more time in the training pitch. But our club is at that level that most of your first team players are away playing international mm-hmm. football. You know what I mean? Where it's your kind of lesser clubs in Scotland, right? it's a good time for them to get together a new group because they're maybe great group. one or two players away for international duties. But again, it gives us a chance as well for. James Forrest to get a wee bit closer to the first team without actually playing games. Because I, th- I do think in certain games we'll maybe miss James Forrest this, this year. You know, game he's due, I've never always been his biggest fan. And, well, you know, Kev kind of convinced me with his, all his stats about his goals and things like that, which you can't argue with over the years. But I think even, even like the day, I think James Forrest could have made a difference to that game the day. Because we know how direct he can be in as I said, a badder wasn't doing much doing that right hand side, so it could have been an ideal game for Forrest. We know that he'll attack the teams he'll run at the full backs and cut in, try shooting and things like that. So I think a game like the day when we were struggling at one one each would have been ideal for Forrest to come on. Not a benefit to James Fast as well, Mark, is his experience. Uh, it'd be not an experienced head within the first team, like because you look at it like it's it, it's it is a relatively Young squad, Mark, that, that Ange has at the moment, like what he's working with. Like, I mean, like, you could pick out a handful of senior players, really, but there's not many senior players within that squad, is there? You know? No, not really. I mean, who's the oldest in our squad now? Beaton? Beaton, I said. Joe Hart, Joe Hart, but a real player, that would be Beaton, wouldn't it? Mm hmm. And probably, although he's got experience and he's a kind of model professional, he's not like your most kind of vocal kind of player and you know he's not the kind of player that's what going about in the park balling and shouting and screaming at people to like get, get their finger out and do things better whereas Forrest does mm-hmm. Have we seen a difference Terence that since Kyogre's come back into the the front tree you now it could can we, are we starting to see maybe the the defence is stretched a bit more when he's in there compared to uh, yes he the last couple of games when he's there can we actually see the effect maybe I know he's not maybe fully fit at the moment but are we seeing the the the, the spaces that we used to make when Kyogre was there it's 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 chalk and cheese but it's chalk and cheese between the two of them I mean he even like he was he was fifty like if you watch him in the Leverkusen game, like his movement is unbelievable, and his movement today for the for the goal is brilliant, and the finish is just out. He just chests it in. It, he 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 just constantly he's constantly on the go, and he's constantly he's defending from the front. As soon as their centre back gets the ball, and even if he passes across the field, Kyogo's bursting to go across the field to close down your man, for pressuring. That's something you wouldn't see. In the, in, the, in the Yeti at all and Kyle was like even there was a goal and it was disallowed I think Jota did a foul and Kyle went in with a little dive and header to finish but if you watch his movement for that goal the one that was disallowed he again he comes from blindside around the defender little dive and header and crack and finish okay it's a free out from the foul but he's, he's just he never stops going his movement he must be a nightmare if you're a defender marking him whereas a Yeti you know what you're going to get with him. Generally speaking, he, his movement isn't half as much as Kyogo's and he's he's a lot more of a stationary centre-forward and a lot easier to mark. But yeah, it, 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 it's been brilliant to see Kyogo back. They're absolutely brilliant. 
Mm-hmm. Mark, what about uh, our captain, uh, Callum McGregor? Have you, since he came back now, have you seen a more kind of, are we more settled in midfield that, that McGregor's back in there? Well, I think Paul's just, <coughs> excuse me, the balance, the balance all together just seems a little better with McGregor in there. Mm-hmm. I thought McGregor played well the day, uh, the day as well, kept, kept the game fit more. Attacking is, is a, uh, it's a bit of a long distance shot at goal, but we'll not even talk about that. I think he made a bit of a blooper with that one, but I've said it before, Mikey's been on in a game. I think Callum McGregor's one of the best players in Britain. I don't care what anybody says. McGregor could play for any team in, in Britain. Maybe a, maybe a struggle with your like, big Liverpool's Man United, but he could get in their squad. It really isn't. That's a good thing again. But, but is that his best position, Mark? No, that we'll have Beeson maybe holding the, the the midfield. Is that McGregor's best position? That he's more forward, 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 Mark. That that we don't have him playing I'd say McGregor, Beeson role. I'd say McGregor's. I I don't. I, I would never have McGregor playing the, the sitting back holding role. He's done it a few times. I think he's under mm-hmm. training, and he's done well. But I kind of cuts down in his attack and, and that's where McGregor comes in in his own for me Paul when we're in the front foot and he's attacking and in about the box we know he can score for all, all areas all angles and, uh, all distances and that as well so for me McGregor McGregor should be like your box to box midfielder I mean he did, he's got the energy to track back and uh, disrupt the op- opposition some of his tackling's a bit wild but he's able to disrupt the team it's a bit, it reminds me a bit of Paul Scholes, to be honest, Paul. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of... That type of player, yeah. Aye, Scholes would track back. Right? He wasn't the best defensively, but he was still quick enough to get back and cause probably a... Bo- it's another body in there when you're defending. So you've got Vuitton or Trevor McCarthy or Soro as your defensive midfielder. McGregor playing that kind of box-to-box role. And then either Turnbull or uh, Rogic playing like kind of attacking midfielder role and what I've said before I can I don't know if it's going to happen but I can see Kyogo playing in that kind of position just because I don't think uh, Jacko's been signed to, to a sub I think he'll be starting once he's fit I think he'll be starting so then it's a case of where do you put Kyogo in the team I think for the, the international break market it's actually good for the likes of Scales and Jacko to uh, get their fitness up on, and, and work with Ange a bit more. I think they, they have to start getting runs in the game, Mark, because you're not going to get fixed by it's weird, Paul, running, along the train, running along the training field. You're only going to get match fit, yeah. Like you're only going to get match fit, Mark, if you're playing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but, I mean, I, I, just, I don't really understand why like, you know, skills has not been getting more game time because he was playing anyway with Shamrock Rovers that's what we said he's been playing every week for Shamrock Rovers it wouldn't have taken much to even take a step up to be oh we want this super fit team but it wouldn't have even took him he'd have been capable to play right away in my opinion Paul and it wouldn't Mm. have taken much for him to get to the levels that Ange was was looking for for these players Really strange no. one. It seems to have especially how fast he is, Mark. Anyway, as well, scales himself. Like he, he, he's a fa- he's a fast player. Like and like, I'm surprised myself. It's taken him so long for us to to get a glimpse of him. Like, oh, j- just to see what he's like. Do you know what I mean? You know, like, because when he came on, I think he came on 
the end of uh, a match there not so long ago, and he actually did well. Like you know, what I mean, he gave us a different thing. Like, and then he's back to the bench again. Like I think, you know, considering how young Montgomery is and a lot of pressure in Montgomery, and with Yanovich being injured, you know, you want about like last season we could say we had no options but to play maybe Laxell there and and, and and Taylor but we have options now Mark and we're kind of still not using them at the moment are we? You know? No, no it's, as I said there it's, it's, a, it's a strange one for me Paul that uh, Scale said I, I honestly thought he would have started the day simply mm-hmm. because of the kind of well, it was him and Montgomery really wasn't it? And I just mm-hmm. I thought Scales would have started but again it's just Another just weird altogether why some of these players are coming in and they're no fit. And I mean, we, we can understand it with uh, Jacko, we can understand it with McCarthy, but if this guy scales, he's been, as I said, just said, he's been playing every week for months. So you can't turn around and say he's no fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no way scales, isn't there? There's, that, I, there's no way. I mean, this, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but there's no way. Scales, I mean, as you said. I mean, he's played with Shamrock Rovers most of the season. He's been playing in Europe most of the season. The Irish in the Republic of Ireland squad. There's no way the guy isn't fit. No. So I, I, I'm like he, when he came on recently, I thought he looked really, really well. Mm-hmm. He, he, his movement, his passing, he looked really good. And like what Mark said today, I thought he had a really good chance to, to start today because I, I would have just thought they might have taken Montgomery out over the after the, the Leverkusen game because obviously it wasn't his best game and you know he, he's a good player but I, I thought Scales might have, might have got a start today as well so it was a strange one because he's one guy that you would say that has come in that should that will be ready as opposed to some of the other lads that, like there's no reason that he isn't going to be ready and you know it's a strange one now it's an international break so he's obviously not going to play again for another two weeks so I don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Because my worry for Ange is that 
if he if he and he said he's not going to change the way he plays, and I'm not saying he should change the way he plays, but there's no problem in changing your formations. Like by all means, converted fullbacks. You can have a system. The system doesn't need to really change. The system doesn't need to change. It just you, you can still be, you still play the same system of football. It's just tweaked a bit differently what's actually going on in the park. But the actual basis of your system of football can stay the same. But if, we've all spoke about it in that. This full inverted fullback just doesn't seem to be working. So either just get a get the sack the roof for a wee while to the players that we've got can learn to do the job that he's asked them to do or he can get the players in that are capable of doing it. So it just seems to be causing us more problems than, than yeah, more, I mean, it's causing us more problems than the good that it's been is in my opinion. You know? Most of the, the problem with it, Mark, is most of the problems are, so to speak, are, are Celtics, are Celtic are making themselves. They're just leaving themselves so, so exposed by trying to play this way. And I, I, for the life of me, as I said, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I can understand what Ange is trying to do, but it doesn't appear to be working. And the, the problem is, the longer it keeps going, and if results keep, no, today thankfully it was a good result. But if if results keep going the other way, I, I don't know. People are just gonna be what's he, what's he trying to do, like you know. Chief, uh, I mean, Chief, he didn't win that game. The day the pressure on Ange would have been immense. It really would have. That was a really, really important one for us today. And as I say, I really were moaning about some of the performances, but the main thing was getting these three points. That was a big, big win for us today. And especially Mark, the the win today, especially being being away from home, winning away from home, getting that. Uh, what would you call it? Psychology thing out of your head that you haven't gone uh, away from home since February. You know that's a the monkey off your back, Paul. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thought, just, never an easy place to go. To. No. You know, and 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 other teams will drop teams a bit up take. Great, how they're struggling, Mark. Uh, I, uh, I mean, is beyond me. Uh, like you know, I've been earning them the best of season year, but it's like every other team in Scotland, Paul. They raised their game against Celtic Rangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, any time, I mean, over the years in that, any time, if you can go to Petorji and come, come home, home with a win, you've had a good day. You really have. Mm-hmm. Even, as, I mean, that's come back. Even, even Aberdeen are doing the doldrums in that. They, they appointed daft managers and things like that. It was still a tough place to go because the players all raised their game to play against teams like Celtic Rangers. Mm-hmm. Mark, we, I just want to take. I know, I know we, we were talking about Aberdeen, but we we haven't done a podcast since the we do do Europa League uh, again. During that game, Mark, it was self-made me mistakes that that was all done for again due to this system that Ange plays. You know, and you're on about tweaking it and stuff like that, but they were schoolboy mistakes we were making against Leverkusen, weren't they? Can't you blame Ange for what David Turnbull? No, ridiculous. No, that's just that, to me. That's just totally. There's nobody else to blame for that but Turnbull. And the penalty, the penalty was never a penalty. That was harsh. It was, it was a weird game, Paul, because as I said, I never expected us to get any anything out of it. I'd have been happy with a draw. I'd have been delighted with a draw. And I think, even at two nothing, I still think we were. 
we were still kind of in the game. We weren't been overrun. Did she want the penalty he gave against us? I think we kind of lost our way a bit. That was a kind of sucker punch that kind of knocked, like knocked the, the, the wind, score like reflect on the game. Like uh, considering like Kyogre was only back back and the chances that he had, you would really expect Kyogre to put them away, wouldn't you? Well, just keeper. Just, I'm not even going to try and change name right enough, but just keeper, he had a great game. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a great game, but I was, dis- I was disappointed that the score was 4-0, Paul, because I don't think my performance warranted Losing for nothing, I really don't. I think we, we were. Okay, I mean, I've said it, Paul, when we get doing for me, Leverkusen was a Champions League team. No doubt. Just, and you could see that, Mark. Oh, yeah, they knew how to. Oh, they knew how to win. Didn't yeah, they? You see the class in their team in that, but I thought for long periods of the game, I thought we we, we held our own. Mm-hmm. The scoreline, the scoreline embarrassed us, Paul, but the uh, the performance didn't. It. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terence, what was your take on uh, last Thursday? Like, like the games are coming quick and fast at the moment, aren't they? You know. After I'd say after about five minutes, you were thinking to yourself, this could be seven four or something. There was chances all over the place, like both sides. And as Mark said, their like their keeper pulled off some unbelievable saves. And we we were a little bit our own worst enemy. Like how Turnbull just doesn't find Rose dead with that ball. Only he knows. You know what I mean? We're 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 caught in possession in the field, doing what we do, and they they play through us. And the next minute, it's another goal. But we also you have to remember we also miss. If you take the the keeper saves out of it, a bad and great chance. I think a, a got a jot a shot or someone shot, and the ball came back out him where he finished it against Michelin. This one he just drove it wide. Kyogo had a great chance to score as well after the keeper saves. Again, maybe it's just rustiness, and he missed pretty much an open goal. So, and then they score at the end. The the penalty, the same thing. I I was arguing with fellas in work. They were asking me about it, and like it's not even like why doesn't the referee look at the VAR? I'm assuming it was available. Like it doesn't go anywhere near Vickers' arm. It hits him pretty much on the ribs. Like so, I even if it there, it was it wasn't even facing the boys. I know they're going about this unnatural position stuff and that, but if you get your back to the ball. You're trying to control what bit of your body is going to hit off you. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, like, Mark, it, it literally just it hit off his midriff and flew out. That's what it did. I, I don't understand how the referee didn't, if there, I'm assuming there was VAR available, how he didn't go and look at it and go, okay, look, that's, that's did actually that, not. Did that? They did, so he still thinks it was available. Uh, it was, uh, but he didn't go and look at VAR himself. It was these ones up in the gallery or whatever it was. That kind of a... Okay, because I I saw him giving the penalty and then I saw him with the mic, but he didn't he didn't even it just seemed that he just kept going for the penalty. So yeah, it was a terrible decision. But even the even the goal at the end, like it's just unlucky. Just Celtic are just knackered and they're cutting uh, the break. But the fourth it goal, did, just a sucker punch. It doesn't matter whether it's three or four by that time of the game, didn't it? No. No, but it didn't. It didn't. It didn't reflect the game either. Like you know what I mean? It wasn't like if you were. Like any of my friends at work that I know, they were going, oh, you were hammered 4-0. And they said, it wasn't actually a hammer. I said, it sounds funny, 4-0. But I said, they actually played quite well. I said, their keeper had a worldy. He, his, he, the saves he pulled off, the one where Kyogre done a swivel, and it was literally top corner, and he just was full stretch across, tips it away. Just, he was, he, he had a super night there, goalkeeper, to be fair to him. He was top, top, top notch. <laughs> 
just looking at the just looking at there the the month of October uh, when we come back from the international break, uh, we've Motherwell um, away on Saturday the sixteenth, uh, then we Ferrovash. Uh, the 19th of October, then we've St. Johnston at home, Highbury in away, Livingston at home. Tough games there, Mark. Like, they, 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 there's no easy games. And, and again, Celtic have this one, two two games away from home again, and, and another game away from home just after come back from international duty, Mark. You know, like, they're coming fast, Mark, and they're, they're tough away games as well for Celtic, aren't they? Hibs game, that'll be a tough game. You know, mm-hmm. that game today, that was another shocking de- refereeing decision. Did you see the 40 red card? Yeah, you were saying that to me there uh, today. Did you, that... you know, see the game? No, did you see it, Sam? No, not yet. I didn't see it. Oh, I, I, I don't think he touched it. Uh, was it a rebound that was used? I don't even think he touched him. Hibs, Hibs are a good team. Hibs are, Hibs are a better team than Aberdeen. This, this season, well, so far anyway, we know that things are going to be over the season, but that Hibs game will be a really tough one for us. I don't feel like Motherwell. I don't really think we'll be able to. We should be enough in our mocker to beat Motherwell. And hopefully when we get Livingston back to Park, we can give them a pump and get revenge on them. Mark, I think the, the 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 big news today from 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 Scottish football as a whole is there's going to be a meeting about VAR uh, in in the next is it the next week or so, Mark. Next two weeks there's going to be a meeting. Uh, seeing these decisions, Mark, that you're seeing like a poor game today by Bobby Madden and stuff like that. And and look, you said the, the red card there was harsh. Uh, I know you're not in favour, Mark, but. It's the time that the Scottish football actually goes down looking on this road and, and bringing VAR in. But it's, it's not going to change anything, Paul. Mm-hmm. Right, because you see, like the day, today's game, Wizards at Katoji, we've got Wally Madden. Wally Madden's in the he's been the referee. So who's up the, who's up the dance running the bar? Mm-hmm. Hugh Dallas's son. Yeah, it's just going to be other referees that are. It's all just the same clip that's going to be involved in the, doing that doing that job. And that's it's like it's like what Yohan said. It, it, uh, his body's up in the thing, and he's not going to rule out the decision that that Bobby Madden made either. Max, no, he's not he's going, that's the way it's going to work. Like I, isn't I, I, the other day, right? We're talking about that Portis getting sent off, right? If that's went to VAR and it's still coming down, no, that's a red card. Right, even right, even if us we were eyes, everybody. That looked at it the day there wasn't a Rangers fan said that was never a red card. Everybody. So if you're sitting there and it's Jim Madden that's doing that and it's this other one, that's backing them up. It's just giving them mere backup to make these dodgy decisions. Because all the referee needs to say is, well, well, it went too far and they agreed with me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about it. They just need to try and get some uh, neutrality, some neutral blood, some neutral people in doing that side of the game in Scotland and start looking out with uh, it's like Lanarkshire it's where I actually stay Paul I stay in South Lanarkshire but it's just all these people the, the Lanarkshire Referees Association they all call it but it's all these people for a book here that are the referees you, do you never hear the referees for your 
Aberdeen. And put together, I mean, they'd all, all the top referees all seem to be based in and around Glasgow and the surrounding areas, like Lanarkshire and places like that. And that's, that's wrong as well. Tell us what would be your take on this, come then. If you're going to bring in VAR and you're going to have the same idiots up there, it's not going to make any difference. The only way you could have any bit of neutrality in it is basically if you have been out there. Say, for argument's sake, if it was, I don't know, if it was fellas from the English FA or just someone who who basically wasn't connected to anything in Scotland, any of the clubs in Scotland, or have any affiliation. But as, as Mark is saying there, if you've got if you've got Bobby Madden on the pitch and you've got your man beat on above there doing it, or beaten doing it above doing the VAR or whoever or Dallas, he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna overturn his decision and say no no you were wrong. They're just gonna and as I said, it's just gonna confirm, yeah you were right to give that penalty or you were right to send it off. That's all. That's all. It's just gonna. It's just gonna confirm what what the referee's already decision made. Unless you bring speed outsider to to the VAR and go, no, you got that wrong. Wasn't a penalty. No, it wasn't a sending off, or it was a penalty, or it wasn't sending off. That's the only way. At the minute, it'll be just like it'll be just like the lunatics running the asylum. That's all it's gonna be like. I've, I mean, mm-hmm. I've said that on team podcast, Paul. I think that the referees for every league should be. Applied by UEFA. Even even having like a league system, you've got the top level of referees that do the big five leagues, but then you come down as you move down, we swap we swap referees for places like I don't know Belgium, Austria, whatever. Do you know what I mean? These guys will be coming in and profession. They'll, they'll be perfect. They'll come in and do their job professionally because if they don't, it's UEFA they've got to answer to. Yeah, yeah, not your local Scottish FA or. But that's the that's, thing. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have anybody to answer to. Nobody's yeah. going to pull up Bobby Madden the day for the way. I mean, the referee's meant to be there to try and like help the game roll on. Roll on. I mean, how many times as well do you see them and they'll be like, "Oh, play on." They'll always play on. There was umpteen fouls. Supposed fouls that Celtic committed the day that in any other game would have just been a kind of play on, wave on. It was not, they weren't worth pulling the game back and stopping the game for. Mm-hmm. And the point is, one of the things as well, as ridiculous as well, as, I mean, even doing it in England, they've got to, they've got to declare who they support and who they supported as when they were a kid and things like that. We've got nothing like that up here. I mean, even mm-hmm. in England, even look into, like, where the, where do you stay the new and where do you've stayed over the years and they'll look at that and see if, if you can I was reading I was reading actually reading a thing about this other night, I think it was a guy, uh, what was his name? Kevin Marcia, Macy or somebody with an English. Yes, guy. yes, Macy, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about uh, before all these rules came in, he referee two QPR games, one was a win and one was a draw, and he says he couldn't after, after the, the game that he won, he felt terrible because he wanted to start jumping about and celebrating. But he knew that he couldn't, even though he, he tried to do his job professionally. When it came to the final whistle on his team, he'd won, he still wanted to celebrate. I mean, I know in Scotland it's hard. It's hard to find. I mean, we've got that joke. People turn in and say to you, nah, oh, like, oh, who do you support? Or mother go, aye, right, right. But who's your big team? You know, I mean, if you look at it in Scotland, everybody's got an affiliation to Celtic or Rangers of some description. 
So that could maybe cause a problem up here if we went down that road. But it's certainly something that we should look into. And we shouldn't have like, ex-season ticket holders at Ibrox in places like, refereeing their games. That wouldn't happen in any other league in the world. It's an interesting here coming from, um, from William. Uh, VAR is not the answer. But if every fan watching will see the replays and see the cheating, <laughs> like it's, it's, it'd be kind of clear, like, like, like something they're doing rubby, that you'll actually see the 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 officials mark like communicating with each other if you could well, hear them. Uh, that would be a big help as well if you could hear that the referees were actually. You know, like like it, like see what they're actually saying and and what their reasons are. Like see, <laughs> Terence, that's what they're calling for. Sorry, man. Uh, that's what they're calling for down in the the Premier League because it's taken so long to make these these decisions. You know, and they're saying, why can't we hear them? Like in the re- in the rugby that, that you heard the referee communicating with the officials on on the TV. You know, the the big thing with a lot of that, Paul, is is what you're talking about there. And I'd be a big rugby guy. Mm-hmm. Four times and not the, the TMO, as they call it, above in the box, is not connected to anyone. Like mm-hmm. if it's it's if it's Leinster are playing, if it's Leinster are playing Munster, it's probably going to be a Welsh guy in the TMO making the decisions. Was it a try? Was it not a try? It's not you're not going to have you're not going to have a Limerick man in in above there in the TMO or you're not going to have a guy from Dublin above the TMO. But that's kind of going back to what Mark was saying. Then as well, so terms just have different yeah, officials in that area in this, you know. It's having, it's having an outsider, a guy who has yeah. no connection to anything, and that he is entirely neutral. Like how can how can half the guys who we've been talking about there, they're like how can a guy who's a season ticket holder at Rangers be neutral? Mm-hmm. It's only ask, ask to get a, a Rangers game as his last game before he retires and things like that. I mean, that's just, it just as corrupt. That, like, he he asked for us. There was a, something like chat probably. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! my last game at Ibrox in that eye. Unbelievable! Like I, I did, actually didn't know that. No tarmac. Jesus Christ! It's hard. It would be hard for to find really neutral referees in Scotland. Mm-hmm. But that's how I think is the best thing to do is to put it in the hands of UEFA. Mm-hmm. Just the pool is so small in, in Scotland, obviously, for the referees. That it's like you said, it's either who do you support? It's either Celtic or Rangers, but the majority of the Rangers, because the pool of referees is so, so small at that level, that even remotely neutral is not even is not even there like you know it's not you can it was like guys like John Beaton after doing the derby match there a couple of years ago where basically the Morellas kicked whoever he wanted and then he's pitched her down in the Ranger pub after the game having a few points with supporters I'm like how can that guy be neutral like can you imagine how? that can you imagine that happening to like Liverpool v Man United or that kind of game well Mark was it the referee won the last matches uh I think it was beat and again was refing the matches and, and even their manager came up and said that they don't want him refing one of their matches anymore. That he was one of the worst referees that he ever they, they ever had refing their games. Uh, uh, I think it was beat yeah, it was beat on one day that that was a European team winter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Head, Paul, and I they they, they com- com- complained to everything to refs saying like this fella 
has no standards of of, of refereeing. Some of these decisions he was making was was atrocious. But as he said, they're like that. There's no one taking responsibility in Scotland, so he's just getting away with it. Like, well, even the people get back to when they went to strike. Means if they had done the United game and the referee got caught trying to cover up that he was cheating. Podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.